And we're live, and John, your camera's kind of messed up. Let's see what's going on. Hey, Jim. Gonzo says hi. It's like, screw Gonzo. I don't like him no more. He doesn't come on. Oh, he already left. He already walked off. <laughs> I looked up and he wasn't there anymore, which is, is pretty much how things operate in our house. I look yeah. up and he—I mean—he doesn't stand still for long. He doesn't know. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he would never. So, welcome to another episode of More Than Dice, episode one twenty-three, as Kathy has uh, decided to say something about. Um, she said that earlier in the pre-ramble. Today, we're going to talk about some of the new stuff that GW came out, and I also have some. Um, issues with certain things because uh we i actually got to go to the uh game store this week and uh a subject got brought up but we'll wait till the podcast to talk wait till the the main issue to talk about that uh but before we do we want to thank all of our sponsors we want to thank metalhead minis lynn she's amazing um she's doing a lot of cool stuff right now guys we'll be uh sending you some links shortly with some items that you can purchase from us to help us out the podcast give a little bit back to us and uh make us uh upgrade stuff because you can see we're kind of low budget here <laughs> we want to thank more than uh muse on minis for hosting our podcast and getting it out to everybody we also want to thank dan from tectonic craft studios uh because next week we will be giving away a few of his items on the show live you will have to be here to see and do that and um creature caster if you like really, really awesome models um, and some really good paints, uh, go check out Creature Caster and uh, tell them that uh, More Than Dice sent you. Um, but let's get everything going like we normally do. John, you're really big now. That's awesome. Um, I'm all really big. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and go with uh, what are we drinking today, John? Jim Bean oh, yeah. Apple. Apple. <laughs> he is drinking some Jim Bean Apple. Straight. Just straight. We're just not we're not mixing that shit at all. No Dr. Pepper this time. You would not put that in Dr. Pepper. What are you fucking crazy? <laughs> you mix everything with Dr. Pepper. What are you talking about? Apple doesn't go really with Dr. True. Pepper. Ah, Gonzo. <laughs> Kathy? Kathy? I feel terrible for you. Look what you have to deal with. <laughs> she always knows <laughs> that she has to deal with me. So other than that, uh, okay, gin and tonic. Gin and tonic. Gin. Yeah, that's that's true. And tea. <laughs> and tea. Oh, tea is mm, steeping. Still steeping. Um, today I am trying. I've had this before. I'm just trying to finish out the last few bottles of it. This KBS Espresso beer um, by Founders. Uh, it's a good beer. We already gone through that. Um, really, really, really coffee taste, but still good. Ugh. <laughs> Let's combine two things I love so much: coffee and beer. Coffee and beer. And by love, he means hate. Thank you, Kathy. I had to. Yeah, not a fan of either. <laughs> For those that don't know. Yeah. So, um, to everybody out there listening, to people watching, to everybody doing everything. Um, that keep us on the air and keep us going. We appreciate it very, very much. Thank you. And it's kind of weird. Um, hope everybody's been safe. Everybody's taking care of each other, looking out, and doing awesome things. Uh, if you can't go out, 
just play some video games. I'm playing Elder Scrolls Online, if anybody wants to join me on that one. I'll get you up there and do some really cool stuff. And also, John and I play MechWarrior Online. So, uh, yeah. jump in on that if you are interested. We don't have a problem. We'll play games with people. Um, cheers. 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 Mm. Okay, I'm going to go and switch over to the paint cam real quick. So I can get over to my station. Oh, great. Station. Station. And of course, the camera is messed up. So let me fix the camera while we're talking. It's going to have to. I mean, it looks fine. You're still upside down. I am still upside down, but my main yeah. camera is oh, not. Oh, you mean there's supposed to be another camera? <laughs> there's supposed to be another In the middle? That shows like what I'm doing. Kathy and my cameras have switched. Mine's doing the crazy big, small, big, small, big, small thing, and hers is normal. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's all Gonzo's fault and has nothing to do with me or you. Always. It's I, always I'm willing to go fault. with that. Okay. Video capture device. There we go. And then I'll have to fix it, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Let's transform. Flip. And. Oh, I. Flip. Boom. Oh, wait. Yay! Wait. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Hi, we've had first camera, but what about second, second camera? camera. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Oh, I, I needed to talk to him, and we can show it on air. Uh, where's my other helmet? Oh, so you know I was printing off that Iron Man helmet and trying to get it done and whatever, and I had to print it one of the pieces, one of the things in two pieces, and it was the main helmet, and it's kind of going to be kind of hard to see, but you see this piece, I had to print separate the bottom half of this, and then glue it on, but I had this big old mess up here and I started working on it and I was like you know what I don't like this I'm not going to work it because I found out that there's actually supposed to be a groove that goes right along here and then it's indented and I was like this is going to be too hard to get it out and sand it so I reprinted it and I reprinted it all in one piece um so I'm going to have to it's still going to do sanding and stuff but I refixed it and now all I got to do is sand this part and this is very very smooth compared to everything else that i had to do so that's going to be one of my projects this week is sanding all of my iron man helmet pieces and i'm going to build the spots for the iron man mass to magnet on because i know that we were talking about that um so i'm going to build a couple of things in autocad so i can just go click or I will probably just put magnets up in this spot right here. I, I think magnets will just make it look magic. It'll be magic that It'll way. Be magic, yeah. Because, you know, anybody who's not really in, into our hobby isn't, isn't usually about magnets for everything. I mean, how do they work? How do they work? But magic. I'm going to put it's two magic. magnets here and two magnets here. And then, of course, you know, the magnets here and go click. And hopefully it'll hold. I may have to put a magnet on the sides and such. But then I'll be able to do the jaw piece and all that stuff. But I made it where it was easier for me to sand. The last problem took me about three days to print out. 
So hopefully we'll have some decent weather this week. I doubt we will. And I will be able to uh, just sit on the back porch with the dogs and let them be a bum and sit outside with some sandy Sit paper. on the back porch with the dogs. That actually sounds delightful. Uh, sounds cliche, but definitely delightful. <laughs> so, uh, um, I'm almost done sanding all of this and getting this the way I want. It is almost there. There's a few spots I need to get a little bit more of the ultra of a uh, Giver butt done and the <laughs> Giver arm. Just a little. Just a little time. And for everyone who had 11 minutes into the podcast, Guyver, but you win. <laughs> so I just got a little bit of spots I just needed to clean up a little bit more. But overall, it should be pretty good. Pretty ready for uh, some prime. And Have we'll you that. ever considered the merits of wood carving tools? Oh, uh, when I can find and get some? Sure. Because uh, they're fantastic. You don't know a sculpting tool? For... You're going fucking crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, you can get like $7 for a big pack of a bunch of different shapes of wood carving tools. And uh, and they're fantastic for for carving uh, mold lines and stuff on plastic and resin and and metal. Absolutely. I just... and... You're talking to me. I'm always doing it the hard way. He's got a 3D printer or two, but he doesn't have a sculpting tool. There's slightly less dangerous than hobby knives. I mean... Well, this is just a file. I know, and it pains me to see you using it that way. To file off? (laughs) I've turned off my pain centers to that. (laughs) I'm no longer crying on the inside. But, I mean, for the most part, everything's pretty solid. I mean, I, I just need to do some cleanup around it and just kind of smooth a few things out. And then he'll be ready for uh, some prime. Eugenaris um, says, the weather channel says we're entering monsoon season. Uh, we started it last week here in Chicago. We got about eight inches of rain in four days. So, yeah. Monsoon well, season was April. I mean, we had rain most of the days in April, so... For Arkansas, yeah. I mean, heck, I mean, may you guys not get uh, drowned. There's, there were some south of us in Virginia that was really bad. No, a couple people were telling me how their uh, family had uh, houses there and they couldn't go anywhere because the roads were all flooded. I mean, luckily, we really can't go anywhere on the East Coast much anyways up here. So, no, the, the in, in Virginia, not pretty much a lockdown. The basement of the Sears Tower, also known as the Willis Tower, uh, filled with water. Oh, shit. Completely flooded, and so the entire thing lost power. And that's where all of the the TV transmitter antennas are. And uh, so there was a whole bunch of... And I don't have cable TV. I have antenna tv and so i didn't have a lot of channels for about four days this week including my pbs channels and my retro tv channel that i watched doctor who on so i watched a lot more twitch this week and uh and we watched old episodes of cad file on uh amazon prime 
When that stuff happens, I usually end up watching a lot of, uh, I'll go straight to the DVDs and all, which is why I still buy DVDs. Plus, I can loan them out. I like loaning out DVDs. People are like, I've never seen that. Like, here, would you like to borrow it? That means I have to get up and go do the DVD thing and then fire up the, uh, the Blu-ray player and, you know, it's so much work. <laughs> I mean, yes, but, but at least you'll have to put the VHS tape in the VHS player and then untangle Rewind. the corded remote for the VHS. The corded remote. The corded remote controls. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I mean, we've still got it good. So, I went and I was able to get a new uh, pair of clippers, and I found these at Walmart, and they work just damn fine. Perfect. So, I'm going to finish putting together this matul. What do I do with that? Everything. So, what? Oh, you should be painting your bust right now. I can't because it's airbrush. I got. I'm gonna do it on I with airbrush. Airbrush. Are you waiting until the guyver is ready to airbrush? No. You're just gonna airbrush them at the same time. No, I did uh, figure out color palettes on her because um, her skin is kind of an orangey color, and so I've got to you know get a decent orangey color. And I think that this like fire lizard uh, by. Um, Army Painter is probably going to be the color that I'm looking for that's for her skin. So. Try a little too orange, but a little more in the brown area. Well, I mean, for for right now, I don't know what it looks like on screen, but this is actually, uh, hopefully once it's all shaken up and it's all good and mixed, I'm going to do, put some out and then let it dry and see if it actually is the color orange that I'm thinking. If not, it'll be, I may have to lighten it up with a little bit of yellow. From here, it looks like the old GW Vomit Brown. Vomit Brown. I think it's probably a little more orange than that. Yeah. Vomit Brown would be a good color for it, actually. I miss Vomit Brown. It is a great color. It is. But it did have that sort of oranginess to it, and uh, I gravitate towards those browns that have a little bit more orange or red in them, like Scorched uh, scorched Brown. Nice dark reddish brown. That was that had to it's have been. I now. Is it? Thank you. Now I just make my own damn brown out of. Uh, well, you're red, wild and green like that, Kathy. Red, green, and magenta. Yeah. Be a nice, a nice scorched you're brown. You're professional. The rest of us are like, hey, not no, gonna look at that. I, you can't I discovered something about myself on. Uh, Tuesday when I decided I was going to try and use some Pro Acryls on this uh, this nurgly ogre model that I was telling you about and I put these colors out on my palette and I didn't know what to do with them I like I was like I need mix these no not mix wait mix not mix I don't, I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. My brain just, like, shut down. Uh, and then I put some Reaper Clears out on my palette and recovered some semblance of my uh, my color processing and realized that apparently I can only mix colors and not use colors just out of 
jars, and that's really weird to me. I mean, pretty weird to me, too. I'm not gonna lie. It, it, I thought I could just use some of these acrylics like, like I've seen other people doing, and I'm like, my brain apparently has been programmed no like, longer no. that way. Like, I don't mind eggs and stuff. I do it once in a while, but only on one-off models. If I'm painting like an army or something, I will attempt not to mix anything if I can help it. Yeah. Because I, I know I will never ever make that color again. I mean, to be fair, I would probably do that too. I would probably have to sort of train myself to to do that same thing. Well, I, can, if is, I didn't like, think uh, it was going to be that hard. <laughs> well, you're changing the whole way you're doing everything. It's always hard, you know. Yeah. You get stuck in your ways. We're creatures of habit. You know, and and more power to the people who are who are not filthy color mixers who who have their you know, their recipes and their triads and all the things that work for them so that they can get their flesh tone the way they want it and they can get their armor the way they want it and everything. I mean, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. I just apparently can't do that anymore. I, just, I don't, I, I literally do not know how. <laughs> I just mess around till it looks right. If it looks all off, I just back up and punt, throw some more stuff on there, see, see if I can make it look right. That's my approach to mixing colors. <laughs> yeah, I just do it on the model. Like, oh, that skin tone's a little off. What does it need? Let's do a little of that. Oh, now it's a little this way off. All right, well, fuck it. Hit it with a wash. That helped a little bit. And sometimes you get, like, Winter Soldier. I put the wash on, and I'm like, wow, it went right into the crevices like it's supposed to and didn't hit the high parts. I'm like, like his arm muscle definition. I'm like, this is fucking... Perfect. I have touched that. Like, did this guy just paint himself for me? Thank you. Like, <laughs> I mean, considering how tough some of those parts were, I cannot tell you I was doing his mask with a little red eye on his goggles, mm -hmm. and I kept it up, and I'm like, oh, it's not I made that exact noise actually. I'm, I'm certain you did. Yes. No, so, there's so many times I've had to paint eyes and tiny shit like that. You know, ten times I paint it. One looks perfect, and the other one is totally shit. And then I go and paint that one, and that one looks better than the other one, so I have to repaint the other one. And then I make some mistake, and I have to end up repainting both of them, and then repeat that, like, three times. And that's why I don't paint eyes. <laughs> so I did the solid color for his goggle things. Sometimes but like, you have to. No, sometimes you have to. I never have to. <laughs> Though I probably will, like, on the dwarf. He's got big eyes. I might give it a shot. Yeah. Well, he's a larger scale model, and you, you have to at least attempt to, like, at least put a black dot in there I mean, with yeah. some white. There he is next to my head. He's, big, he's a big boy. You can do it. Yeah, well, I mean, should just, be able just to. Just expect that it's going to take you maybe ten tries. And uh, if it takes less, then yay. Well, you see, Kathy, I get to cheat. If they're a little bit off and someone says something, I'm like, what? They look fine to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I win. I, from now on, I'll just be like, you know, I'm just painting the eyes like my friend John. There you go. You know. It works. Yeah. Oh, it's, I, 
I'm not going to lie. It's fun to see people at work get uncomfortable when I make jokes like that. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm, uh, you're uncomfortable, not me. That's your problem, and I'm the one who's fucked up. Shit. <laughs> uh, don't we have a topic? I could ramble forever. We do have a topic. Uh, yesterday, GW had a big announcement. And the new announcement is there's a new set of rules coming out for 40K. Uh, I think so we're on 9th edition. edition. Yeah, someone yeah. said made a joke that it was actually 10th edition because they were they didn't count something else, but so on and so forth. Well, I mean, no, really, that was 3.5 was 3.5. It wasn't a full edition change, just yeah. a bunch of White Dwarf magazines that updated rules and all. You could have made a whole edition out of it, but they were trying to be nice back then. Yeah. I did find it interesting, and the reason why I was like, oh, we can talk about this, because uh, I got to go to my local game store uh, this Thursday just to hang out for a little bit, talk with the store owner, go over a few things. He's uh, wanting to do like a, a, a War Machine and Horde league thing for um, some of our new players, and uh, they started talking about 40K, and uh, the, the topic came up because one of the guys uh, said that, you know, GW's got a good solid set of rules, and... They don't change rules a lot, and uh, you know everything's pretty. It's pretty there, and I was like, "Is he high? Is he really, really high?" And is he inexperienced? Is he new? He is kind of new, but he, he's not new to the game. Uh, he's new to the game, but he's not new to the world of GW. So it was just kind of interesting because while we were there, we were talking about uh, 40k and certain things and a subject came up out of one player that plays it just to troll people and i was like oh that's not good and then we came up with another comment about um the rules and i was like well don't they have an announcement tomorrow about something big and they're like yeah and then we really didn't know what it was but um they were thinking they were just going to show some cool models and you know maybe something new for somebody but um, the subject came out about that they have a really good rule set and it's really solid and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, let, let's, let's define that. And that's an important distinction. Uh, yeah. Solid is a very vague term. Do they do what GW wants them to do? Yes. They do pretty much what GW wants them to do. So in that state, sure, they are solid. Well, if you really think about it, tournament-wise, GW doesn't do anything with that. No, because it's not their thing. They don't want to. No. They don't care. They, they don't. And that's what I was like, kind of thinking about it. Because, I mean, if you really think about it, GW just but, releases models with rules. They don't care about the tournaments. Or they don't... I wouldn't say they don't care about the tournaments. They don't... No, no, they, they don't, don't care about the tournaments. That's tournaments fine. are yeah. not their focus. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people play the game in mind when they play it, um, which I thought was interesting is during the thing, they were talking about all new narrative play with the stuff. And I was like, OK, that's cool. But who's going to play the narrative stuff? Well, let, let's let's put that there. Let's uh, state this categorically. Tournament way is not the only way to play. We understand. Fact, that. True. I we- think if there is one bad thing that War Machine and Hordes did for the gaming community and mainstream community is make everyone think that every game has to be like a tournament game because that's not fucking true. Correct. That's why I was saying they had, you know, new rules for, you know, 
narrative play. And I was like, okay, cool. I, I, I like that. I think it's fantastic. It, it's so much yeah. more interesting to me as somebody who doesn't play tournaments to have that option. You know, yeah. or as people I know who do play tournaments, but we're just at the game store and we want to get a game in or we just want to meet up every Wednesday for a month and play some narrative stuff that has nothing to do with tournament and they're not practicing their tournament list, you know, uh, it's very cool to have an option that doesn't make you feel like you should be practicing your tournament list. Now that goes with saying, exactly. Is I, I get it. I like I like narrative play. I like you know, that's the reason why I like Necromunda so much, because it was, oh cool. The things I do now affect the things I'm going to do later. Okay, cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, a little narrative play. You know, to me is awesome. And then I got to thinking. I was like, but who is going to play that? If you have a store that's predominantly going to be playing, you know tournament stuff. Rogue Wolf, uh, Rogue Wolf just says, I play in narrative way all the time. I'm not a fan of the tournament play. Due to a good percentage of the tournament players can be a pain and over competitive. And that's his opinion. And you know, I, I'm inclined to Absolutely. agree with that on occasion. I mean, there's nothing wrong with playing tournaments. So many people have a good time with it and that's the reason why they get an army and yeah, they are competitive but it's nice that there's also room for those of us who who don't want you know, that I am playing in a tournament, I am crafting my army only for tournaments and the only games I'm going to play that aren't tournament games are practice games with my tournament list. And, and let me say something that those guys, the, the core rules aren't for those fucking guys. Those guys will find whatever tournament game they want, and they'll play it, and they'll have their fun, which is awesome. But the GW rules aren't aren't for those guys. Those are for the average guy in their basement. Who's going to play that way, Gonzo? It's the average guy in their basement. The guy who just has a couple friends come over, and they play. The uh, silent majority who just buys the models and does their thing and doesn't go to the game store and play because those guys are assholes, because the tournament players have been known to be a bit much at times and when the the casual guys show up they get a bad game in and suddenly they don't want to play anymore and i'm generalizing of course also uh, yeah hashtag not all tournament players because i know that also is a broad oh, yeah. generalization and not totally let's say when we say everyone we don't mean everyone we're just saying this is uh, this has happened in the past and has affected people's views of things so everyone likes to generalize so the average guy in the basement will play narrative play. Shit, I could get some people to play narrative play. In fact, that's most of our turn, most of our games. We want to try and push towards campaigns because that becomes like a giant narrative play. Like I want to take this that. position for this. I mean, I had the whole like cities of that or the whole that whole hex thing. Remember those little hexes and all? Oh yeah. Oh to yeah, make a map? yeah, yeah, yeah. The, we oh, painted oh, all of those. Yeah. I forget what it's called. I gave it all to a buddy because he was using it. He's like, I don't have the 40k one. I'm like, well, here you go. I don't have room for it anymore. And we had a great time with that and all. And you know, we'd take spots for for for, uh, for getting bonuses and all. It was a great time. And I think I'm really upset they don't still have that because you could do some fun with that. It could be used for so many game systems and all. It It's just a hoot. I mean, it, it pushed people towards a, a play style that isn't around as much anymore. I love a narrative. Even if a narrative campaign is as simple as the whole um, 
what a sort of ladder campaign where you go, you win or you lose, and then you go to the next one, and you win or you lose, and eventually, yeah. you know, one side can't get more than an okay victory or, you know, a minor defeat because you've lost so many games, but it's cool to have an effect on when it happens. And then you set them applying that to the next game. Jim and, uh, and a friend of his who they used to always play all the time, and they just made their own scenarios, and all these scenarios told the story of this whole campaign, and each time there were certain objectives to get, and if you got this objective, then you acquired this, you know. Mm-hmm. It could have been some kind of drugs that enhance you know, some ability or some weapons that you'll get to use in the next scenario and stuff, and and that was that was a lot of fun. That was an amazing little, you know, you don't need to, you can craft your own uh, narrative, but uh, but I know it's We would play games in Necronda, and the guys would, oh, go ahead. That's the thing I liked about Blood Bowl. Mm-hmm. Is is the people I played with? We always played in a league, and you amassed our player points by doing things like making touchdowns or causing casualties or completing a pass. And pass. you get you accumulate so many star player points, you get a skill. So now this guy has a skill, and you can build your guys up over the course of the season. And. Uh, it's just it's interesting and it's fun to see what everybody else's teams are doing and uh i always found that to be so much more interesting than just you know playing a standalone game of blood bowl mm-hmm. I, I i we don't play standalone games of blood bowl. we would only we would play a league or not at all yeah it's not it's 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 fine but it's so much better in a league i feel like it is made for league play yeah um but when we did Necromunda, when I ran Necromunda, they would come to us and I'm like, hey, John, we uh, we want to play something cool. Make us some special scenario. And I would, like, make a special scenario to get a third player in or be like, okay, we, you know, Necromunda boards in use. You guys got to use different terrain tables. So you're out in the ash waste scavenging stuff. And you can go to a piece of terrain. Someone can spend their action to scavenge for stuff. And you roll some dice and see if you got something cool. And if you get away with it, you get away with it. <laughs> we ended up with uh, the Jason had uh, one of his eschers was Daisy and her cutter uh, <laughs> which uh, he scavenged an assault cannon off of a crashed Imperial uh, uh, fighter and uh, there was an assault cannon in Necromunda and that thing was horrifying oh yeah it is <laughs> I mean but it was super fun everyone was like oh he's got Daisy out oh shit run you know it's it's super cool and I actually feel like something like Kill Team could be like that if you put a little more work into it yourself I mean it's easy to fall back on, well, the rules say. You're absolutely right. The rules say. But we all know. But if you guys agree, you could take that rule and just, here's the rules if you guys don't like them. Fuck them. Because the visual helped a little bit. Just exactly. house rule that shit. Yeah. I mean, we're playing each other. Whatever we decide goes. Yeah. I mean... At the end of the day, if, if, if we don't like the way a rule works, we can house rule. I mean, house rules existed for, for a reason. You have to be careful that when you're playing, you know, in the store or something like that, you don't try and use house rules because people don't know those. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to discuss as part of what we what we like to call the gamer social contract is explaining things there. Uh, the rule, rule rules all. 
Yeah. Rule of cool. Absolutely. I I go with that in role playing all the time. The rule can does this work? I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, that works. I mean, I don't care. I mean, we're all supposed to be having a good time, right? It's we're we're, we're collaboratively trying to have a great time. Points for humor. Points for humor. Should be boomerang for that. But I thought that was interesting that they said there's going to be more narrative play, which I'm like, cool. I like narrative play over straight competitive play, especially with 40K, because it's just kind of a, a game to me that I think it just it leans to narrative play a lot, in my opinion. Yep. Um, and then also new rule set uh, where flyers are going to be better and tanks are going to be better and. Uh, new models and uh, something I thought was interesting because I'm looking to go ahead and get rid of like my Tau and my Grey Knights because I'm not really into them. And I was like, what do I going to play? I'm like, oh, well, uh, maybe Necrons. I haven't played Necrons. And they, you know, they got some really cool looking vehicles and models and all this other stuff. And... I, I have always wanted to paint some Necrons. I have these ideas. Talk, talk to Baney on both of you because he's got Necrons he may not use. I have he's, old, uh, he's old like Necrons that I got from somebody metal, at Vince Metal Necron? Oh, the old metal. metal. Yeah, yeah there's, they're all there's some metal. metal there. Some plastics. Old, old, old. Back when... Miles look cool. Uh, I was particularly impressed with the new Space Marine bikes. Those are legit as shit. Yep. Those things haven't been changed in a long, long time. I have not seen... Uh, let me just go look. I'm going to go... I'm going to go find the uh, thing. Then there's the new... Uh, the, the funny joke is this is a new Space Marine character. I forget what they call him. And they're like, does he have a COVID mask on? I'm like, oh, come <laughs> on, guy. But I'm not going to lie. He kind of does. Like, is he, is he just kidding? Or... No, no. I did like the way the look of some of the like, new... Well, they painted it like leather and covered the bottom part of his, of his face. So, I mean, oh, I'm trying to find oh. pictures for you, but... All the stuff looks cool. I mean, primary Space Marines look cool anyways, if you like Space Marines at all. And they've got new close comedy ones that look cool. The Necrons all look freaking awesome. Yes. The, I, that's what I'm saying. When I was like, I chose, when I was like, oh, I'll probably do, I might, I might do Necrons because I'm just going to sell my Tau and sell all my other stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'll probably pick up Necrons. I got a cool little, I mean, one, you could really cheat and paint those guys up super, super quick with just some good old dry brushing. Or, oh, sure. You could do some other stuff and do some really cool stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, you could probably do the, uh, the, uh, color shift. Or you could do, like I guess you could do the, um, whatchamacallit, the, um, color shift paints on that, on the armor pieces. And then, you yes, know, go back, could. go, go the, the robot, you know, the exposed, uh, mechanical parts and just paint that black and metal inside of that and be really, really cool. So, I mean, you got some really cool stuff that you could do there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Legionnaire says the new guy is a Justicar. He's got a giant crooked bat, and he is ready to mess some people up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you see him, oh, Kathy? yeah, I've been seeing the Justicar. Yeah, that one looks really cool. He looks, he's got a, I mean, it does look like a kind of mask on. It's, 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 given the times we're in, it's actually kind of funny. If you haven't seen everything, guys, there's plenty of, you know, you can go out there, just go to GW, and you can see all the models. 
Um, I don't need to bring them up and put them up on the on the screen because I mean they're easily oh, I, accessible. I uh, did get to see some people complaining about the logo, and I'm like, seriously? They're like, but the A isn't centered. I'm like, <laughs> this is what this is what you want to complain about that the that the the A isn't centered. And and never mind that each letter in a font is not exactly the same size as every other letter, and there's kerning, and there's all these other things to do with, you know, putting together words and graphic and everything. But I'm not the one who's going to comment on somebody else's internet rant. I know. I've learned my lesson. Yeah, I mean, I would say if you Me, don't like the, the, the new logo on for the new Warhammer 40k um just fucking deal with it <laughs> get over yourself it's just yeah, a logo. Really. they've changed it a bunch of times is it there's a meme of show me the the 40k logo no show me the real one and he said i said the real one and they go back and show you like second edition so yeah it's pretty funny you know what there's always somebody who's complaining about just the most inane thing it was kind of ridiculous. I mean, I, I guess this. I did like that they said that they were not going to be redoing codexes, which is good because a lot of people just bought a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually a mistake. Because the problem is, is that the core problem that actually makes me upset with the new edition because the core problem is the codexes and some of them. This command point thing is completely and totally out of fucking control. Oh, they're giving and you more command points. Apparently, their balancing factor is going to be: we're just going to give everyone more command points based off the same thing, and, and that's not going to fix it. The yeah, problem I is command points are not equal when you spend one. It does not equal one command point for everyone's army, and I, it never we'll has. Though points have always been weird that way. No, well, no, this, it, is, no, this, this is, is even worse. This is a secondary thing, Kathy. It's, it's called command points, and you use them to get bonuses during the game. Mm. And a lot of people would 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 min-max their armies to have the most possible, because you get them based on formations you run, detachments, basically. Hey, string of numbers, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> you, you, they would they would min-max their army to get the most, and they would put people in to make sure they get a chance to get command points back. They would try to cycle command points. They turned it into a thing when it should not be a thing. And while I think that the way Age of Sigmar handles them is... Better, it's too far the not that impressive way. You know, I'd like something in the middle, but it looks like they're not going for that, which now makes me a little sad. Yeah, it I, is, I thought it was interesting they were going to largest points. problem left in their game. I thought it was interesting they were going to do more command points. I'm like, are they already out of whack to begin with? Nope. Yeah, they're, they're already potentially busted as fuck. Yeah, because some of them are, because I know like some of the Tau ones were holy crap. And I was like, because they were like, you can do what? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And they're like, that's busted. And I'm like, well, I can do it three times because of my command points. Legionnaires says, I just buy GW stuff to paint anyway. See, that's kind of where I'm at right now, too. I'll have to pretend I can play. I've had fun playing 40K in the past and, and fantasy. I still haven't played Age of Sigmar. I like Warcry. That's one I can play on my kitchen table with my husband. Uh, so so that's cool. But, yeah, I don't get to the game store. So I don't get to play uh, 
my other games. So I'm just in it to paint stuff too. I, I wouldn't mind getting a few Necron uh, characters or whatever to uh, to paint up. I think it'd be fun. How about just how about if I just give you all my Necron stuff and you can paint it up for me, Kathy? <laughs> No comment. <laughs> so, but I mean, I, I Wait, like. Did you just say you're giving me all your Necron stuff to paint? Yeah, you can give me all. I'll give you all my Necron stuff, and you can paint it up and just send it back to me. How about that? It might get lost in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did like that they are doing their own app now. That I thought was a good thing. Um, if they can implement it correctly, which I guessing they should, I don't know how, you know, you can really, you know, I, I don't think GW would mess up a army building app. Um, I mean, they've got, um, Azure for, uh, Age of Sigmar and it's really good. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that's going to be good. I think that's something that's been needed and wanted for a long time because like one of the, one of the big issues, and I'm going to go back to a little bit of tournament play is that. People have been disqualified because they built their list wrong, but they built their list wrong based on what they had. Not that they built it wrong on purpose. It's that they're like, oh, I have this book. This book has all the rules for my army. I built it. Yay. My points are good. So on and so forth. They go to turn it in. They do it. And then they check the list after. And they're like, no, you're disqualified because your list is wrong. And you're like, but I built it, you know, per the thing. I'm like, well, there was an update. And I'm like, well, okay. hey, let's, let's. Let's full stop that. It's a tournament. I have no mercy for those guys. You, If you're going to play in a tournament and you're going to play, quote-unquote, for reals, you should be looking into that. We've had people come to War Machine Awards tournaments, and they were playing Gatsby 2 with his original rules, not his whatever revision they were on. And we're like, no, dude, that doesn't work like that at all. Not anymore, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. it was yeah. a lot easier to do. It's a lot easier to, to mess up in 40K than it would be in War Machine and Hordes. So, I mean... I mean, obviously, just as easy. I mean, not everyone... Back in there, back in there, not everyone used War Room. That's sort of why they pushed it to it. Yeah. Um, so, we can go in a whole round of this. And the problem I have with that is now you're buying a rule book and potentially an app. Now, they make it like Azure. Azure is 99 cents a month. And I haven't played it in like five months. And they're still getting 99 cents a month out of it because... It's a good deal, and I'm going to give money to, to produce a good product that is helpful. Yeah, well, I guess, and, and, that, and that's a good thing. I guess I don't think they're going to mess it up. I'm sorry, I'm cleaning up my desk a bit. Um, I, I think that's, a, that's something that's needed for the 40K community, and I think that's something that is going to help out with you know people going to tournaments or building lists. So like, oh, GW has the hot newness loaded up, so I don't have to worry about if I'm wrong or not, if they do, which I figure they would. Which is something that really needs uh, to happen. I hope. I, I think it's actually more useful for the casual player. If you're if you're a serious player, if you're going to a tournament, you should have knowledge of that stuff. I mean, I'm I'm. Well, no, I'm not about just army building. Period. Because you could be mess up on your points without even knowing about it. Oh, well, if we, you we, built we've from had book. that happen at the store. We're like, oh, with that change, it's this many points. We're like, don't worry about it, dude. We're playing. It's okay. Yeah. But like there's been rule, like you you didn't yeah. know you're not doing it maliciously. It's a mistake. It's okay. Yeah, well, there's, but like I said, there's been tournaments, big tournaments, like at Adepticon, where people have been disqualified because they built their list wrong, and they built it wrong based on they were building it from a previous book, or they didn't get the new book, 
And I felt bad for the guy because, I mean, he may or may not, but he's disqualified because of that. For something like Depticon, they are always uh, reminding people to constantly check the the rules for updates. And they have rules packets uh, that are available uh, to download so that you can keep track of, you know, everything that's going on that, that... you will be expected to know in a tournament, uh, yeah. including you know whatever the newest updates uh, and FAQs and everything are. And as a tournament player, you're you got to do your homework. Yes, but there there has been issues, is what I'm saying. I'm just saying from previous experience and previous things, there has been people that have messed up and purely on accident, not purposely cheating. And the app, oh, right. I believe, it's... should help that issue out. Yes, agree. Yeah, the the app should help with that, and I put quote around problem. So hopefully, they do it right, which I think is going to be good. So yeah, be... I'm, but you know, I agree <laughs> with the sentiment, if not the uh, the the the, the uh, let's say example you made. I mean, yeah, it's it's sad if so if you get disqualified going to a tournament. But at the same time, if you're going to a tournament, you definitely need to be aware that you need yeah. to do some homework. And the bigger the tournament, the sadder it is when it happens. But the less like actual pity I have at that point, you know. Well, I like, got... you know you catch catch Bill Belichick going going to a Super Bowl and not knowing the rules of football. He kind of <laughs> has them all pretty much in order. He knows everything. <laughs> That's, I'm just saying. What time is it? Are we doing good on time? Yeah, we're doing good on time. We'll make sure mm-hmm. But, I mean, I was interested. Uh, like I said, I'm, I I don't want to play my Tau anymore. I'm definitely going to be getting rid of it and my um, uh, Grey Knights because I was just like, eh, just not having fun with it. And Grey Knights are supposedly the new overpowered hotness. So I may be able to get some decent money really? out of that. Yeah, they're considered the uh, one of the top armies right now uh their codex just came out and they're pretty powerful and like all gray knight stuff is sold out so i'm going to try to get rid of that and use that to fund my new hobby of necrons (laughs) um and stuff like that Uh, no loyalty no i have no loyalty i just like to play what it looks cool or sounds cool um i don't like playing my towel because a lot of people complain about it and i know i shouldn't worry about it but I'm also one of those people who's like, if you're not having you a good time, you hate it. You do realize when you play Necrons, people are going to whine and bitch and moan about yeah. your Necrons. Too. Oh, they don't whine and bitch as bad as they do with Tau, yeah, though. About that too. Yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll complain. If you bitch about your army, they're going to whine and bitch about their army. And honestly, let me say this, everyone out there, fuck them. You're playing by the rules in the game. If they don't like it, it's a game. There are rules. We have to play by them. You know Sorry, me? I'm a nice guy, and I just want to do everything. But I thought the Necrons, I, I like some of the stuff the Necrons have. I like the vehicles, I like the planes. Uh, I like a lot of stuff about the Necrons. Um, I like some of the basic rules. I know they're going to be changing some stuff. I like that they're robot skeletons. Yep. I do have one complaint about the new models, is I don't like the nose hole on the faces. Uh, the what? new Necrons have holes where their nose are supposed to be, and I'm like, oh, that's just going to get a little bit of putty. And I don't like that. 
I like just a full white face. There's skeletons in space. Skeletons have a hole there. No, 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 no. There's space skeletons. They don't have to be space skeletons. (laughs) They don't need holes. They're robots. They don't need a hole for their nose. They're robots. It's an aesthetic. Human they look, the scarier they actually are. I did like some of the new stuff. I don't know if you've seen some of the new stuff, the walkers and the new um, large models that they have coming out. They look really cool. Um, they've got one that looks like one of the um, War of the Worlds models. Yeah. Really long legs. I thought that was kind of cool looking. Uh, I thought that was neat. Um, I thought I, I thought it just looked really interesting to begin with. So I was like, I, I could do that. Uh, I already talked to a friend of mine, and we're going to, like, split some of the box sets. So, you know, he, he wants the Space Marines, and I want the Necrons. So we'll split it up. And yeah, Crimson brings up a good point about this. Is uh, I don't think you can avoid people complaining about your army, no matter what you play. <laughs> One of the reasons I stepped back from watching Horde was because I was playing Kator, and people would constantly complain about being overpower easy mode. Meanwhile, Crix was winning all the tournaments, and Kator had about a 40% win rate at the, at the WTC. It's fair. I don't. You don't need to worry about what people are complaining about your army. It's an army. You play it because you like it, and who cares? I, I agree with them. I'm not saying I don't. It was just, it was becoming, uh, I was getting more and more annoyed with it as it was going on. And they were like, well, oh, yeah, you're just going to sit there with all the drones. Fuck yeah, I'm going to sit there with all the drones, because that's how I survive, and that's how I win. Yeah, because that's the rules in my book. You sit there with your yeah. space marines. You're like, let's save. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're hardly going to take the least optimal build. What? I'm just supposed to take the build where my army gets wiped out every second, right? Yes. <laughs> You're supposed to allow me to march my guys right up to you so that I can smack down on your weak asses. <laughs> Not shoot me down before I get there. What? Also, I am not responsible for coming up with a list that can counter you. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that could be said there. I'm I'm really alone right now because I'm in a mood. (laughs) You're always in a mood. What are you talking about? No, I'm really in a mood. Like, (laughs) the buttons I have are being pressed. But I, 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 I did like some of the stuff. I do like some of the rules oh, that yeah. I'm hearing. I haven't heard all the rules. I don't know all the rules, changes that are going to be coming out. Uh, I think there was a there was a leak. I don't want to say it's a leak. I'm sure GW is like, hey, here, have this and put it on some website and get some, you know, stuff uh, about what's going on. And I was like, okay. I thought it was weird because I, I haven't played 40K in a bit, but tanks, when they're in melee, they can't shoot. And so, like, you could run a grot up to a tank, and the tank is just kind of stuck. And I'm like, what? It's a tank. That tank should just be running that fucker over and shooting like crazy. You can disengage, but you can't just stay there. You have to disengage, but you can't shoot that turn. Yeah. So, but I guess... In a game that has melee and range, you need to have some balancing, and that's what it is. If that Lehman Rust with all the guns is fucking you up, go fight it in melee. Well, I guess they're going to change it where it can shoot in melee. So. Which is fine as long as the points are adjusted appropriately. To be honest, I I was positively thinking about this, and then you you, you let fly the little news about no new codexes, and I'm no longer positive anymore. It's going to be. I mean, so let's say this now. I'm not positive about it, but 
condition as it stands right now is very playable. So even minor changes on that will just make it more playable. I just don't think it'll it'll be what it could be. I, I, I'm curious. Uh, I, I, I want to see what it is. I like the Necron models. I'll pick them up um, for my friend and buy his out, out of his box set and maybe continue to play some more. But I, I, I'll tell you this much. I, I don't remember who said it in the chat, but it was like, um, uh, I like the models and I'll paint the models and play with the models or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? I think that's where I'm going to go with this. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll play it, you know. If you can play, you can play. If not, fuck it. Yeah. So I'll have to wait and see. Um, but of course, Necrons will have a new codex and blah, blah, blah. blah, blah, blah dee, 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 dee. So I'll have to wait and see. Um, but I do, I, I did find it interesting that, you know, my, my local was talking about, we've got like four or five, and I want to say new, but new-ish War Machine and Horde players, and they want to play, and I'm like, cool, but they don't want to play against like the hardcore tournament stuff, and I get that, and that's what kind of where, where we going back into full circle, uh, with the narrative play, and I'm like, well, just figure out a narrative scenario and stuff, you could use a program like, okay, this you know week or for the next two weeks you're going to use this scenario with this terrain setup. That way you can learn how things work. It's and not the same though. It's well, not the same. These are guys that are learning the, the scenarios, game. The scenarios for Machine Hordes are so arbitrary, and for a lot of games, yeah. don't get me wrong. A lot of the games, the scenarios are very arbitrary, and the guys who want narrative play sort of breaks their immersion in the game well these guys are so arbitrary so you have to sort of try it these well, are just guys you have to try and and, and go ahead i was saying these guys don't want narrative play they want to learn to play the game once they just want to play the game now if they want to, if they want to do a narrative i mean then they should then they need to get a different game than war machine awards you can't just play War Machine of Hordes. You can play tournaments or go somewhere else because it's not the game for that. <laughs> I mean, I hate to be so blunt, but it's really kind of the way it is. It, it is. It's sad, but... Your price goes in and does something with it. And I feel like I feel like they have to. It has to be on their design thing. It's just... It's probably just hard to design for that game. It's so well done competitively. It's so set for competitive. It's hard to make something like that. Hopefully they get something done because I would love them and play that all hardcore competitive and you know have cool narrative play but the game is not made for that the game was made i feel like to be competitive from the ground up and i think the i think the war gaming miniature gaming meta has changed that competitive is no longer what everyone wants and that's part of why we're seeing things swing away from War machine of hordes that's the reason why you're getting games like marvel um marvel because all Strong scenario play, even kind of thematic scenario play. Oh, one of these guys running around is actually a scroll. You need to grab him and get out of here. Check this guy. Nope, he's a scroll. It's it's really kind of cool, you know. It's it's both thematic and a cool scenario scenario thing at the same. Um, it's not perfect, but it's one of the better ones. We're going to, have to do a, we're going to, have to do a podcast on games that are not and, and we're putting quotes around it non tournament style games that are cool for that type of stuff because I think that would be an interesting one and come up with a list and figure out pros and cons 
of ways we can do that because I think that would be interesting because a lot of games are moving towards that smaller model counts um, and, and we're gonna, we probably need to coin a new term for non-tournament play or whatever and not just casual play because it's not just casual play there's you know no, different there, things there, it's I mean so here's the thing there really are only I mean there are three types of play let's say there's narrative play casual play and there's there's tournament play. You have to fall in one of those three, really. There's not a fourth type. You know, it's it's as much as we want there to be. We want there's a fourth type. That's like between casual and tournament. That's not a style of play that you can force upon people. That's a style of play that people agree to. Yeah. All right. It is but pretty that's much probably a. Okay, look at so I I don't get to see the chat while I'm sitting here, so I was looking at stuff. Yes, I got uh, I just saw something. Uh, Banyan, yeah, I did see the Titan. Everything I've seen about the new Necron stuff looks really freaking cool, uh, so I'm kind of happy about it. Um, so I'm gonna see how that is. I'm gonna turn this on and see what happens when I turn this on. Um, for y'all that are new, uh, is now media section. <laughs> Not be a jerk, inconceivable. Uh, these lights aren't bright enough. I want to get a new set of lights. Um, so, uh, media section. I have a total of, I think, three things. I mean, how you're lucky I got I'm one in. I've been playing too much MechWarrior Online. <laughs> Big <laughs> surprise, right? And I would have rather been playing MechWarrior Online than actually watch this movie again, and that's a spoiler. <laughs> so, uh, okay, Kathy. Kathy, did you watch a movie or anything? I've just been watching old episodes of CAD File, which is a 1990s British TV show. Because, of course, it is. And? Of course it is. What? And? And? Oh, well, I can talk about it. Okay. <laughs> of course. That's what the media section well, is you for. So, Derek Jacoby is a well-known British actor, and he plays Brother Catfile, who is a friar at a medieval monastery during the time when King Stephen and uh, Queen Maud are vying for power. And uh, it's really very historical. It's based on a series of books and uh, by some, I think, I think the author's name is Ellis Peters. Anyways, uh, Brother Cadfile's main focus is herbology. That's his big thing. But in the past, before he uh, made his vows, he went and fought in the Crusades when he was young and like had this whole life and experience. And now he is a monk, and he's very deductive. He's like this like 1100 Sherlock Holmes kind of person. And so he teams up with the local sheriff of the county, and they solve crimes in medieval Britain. Because <laughs> I like sounds pretty amusing. Yeah, it's it's really it's interesting because there's a lot of historical stuff going on with it, so it makes it even more interesting. Yeah, I give it zero space herpes because it's so freaking awesome and 
it stands because it's a period series based in the 1100. So, you know, and everything they do just tries to give it this sort of authentic flavor. So there's really not, you know, it, it's not dated at all. That's good. I love when something feels period, not dated. There's a certain window of things that feel dated because they're sort of in that vague thing. They, they evoke a period, but even doesn't look right for that. When I watched FX a couple, uh, was it a month ago or whatever, that felt dated. It wasn't quite period. Something like Highlander feels dated, but then you watch some other, other things from the 80s, they don't feel, they feel like a period. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. It's very arbitrary, let's say. So they did a really good job with, well, and, and Ellis Peters, I think, did a really good job with his research when he was writing the books and just carried that over into the uh, the series. Oh, good. Um, Do you want me to go so you can rant? At no. So I can get my rant out of the way just clear us? Okay. No, no, no. I want you in the middle. Um, this week like, I rewatched. <laughs> I rewatched an old movie. Uh, I rewatched a movie called Odd Thomas. Um, for anybody that have uh, seen it before, or don't know, Odd Thomas is based on a series of books about a guy that can see dead people, helps them solve, and he helps. He like solves crimes and do other stuff. Uh, and the kid, the the character's name is actually Odd. It's O D D. That's what his actual name is. Um, and he has a girlfriend and. Um, they in this in the series, he sees the dead people. The dead people can't talk, but he helps solve you know their murder. Um, and it's actually pretty decent. I've seen it before. It's like my third time watching it. Um, I really liked uh, all the characters are really good. Um, everything flows real well. Everything feels natural. They don't feel out of place. Um, and it's spoilers is an old show. Um, the main character odd sees these creatures and I can't remember for life of me to the name of the creatures. Um, and anytime they show up, they are coming there because there's a lot of death and destruction around. Um, and you can't, you can't let, he can't let those creatures know that he can see them or they'll kill them. Um, so, the a bunch of creatures start showing up and everything and he has to solve the mystery and it gets off a little slow goes like a mystery type thing and you got to figure out who's doing what and how they're doing it and everything um but it revolves around a, a mass shooting in a mall and the creatures actually trick odd thomas um because they know that he can see them and they trick him so he can't solve the case right away um it does, Captain Busy does, it does punch you in the feels at the very end uh, because he's trying to protect all the people he knows and his girlfriend and so on and so forth. And he, you know, of course he saves the day and everybody's there and he decides to take a bit of time off and hang out with his girlfriend and talk with her and hang out with her and do things with her while everybody's away. And you find out that at the end uh, she's actually dead and he's been spending time with her ghost. Um, and... Uh, you you get caught in the feels and you can see the character's you know reaction and he's you know he's he knows he has to let her go and it's time to let her go and stuff 
But, uh, yeah, I already said spoilers. This is an old show. Sorry. This, this is old enough that spoilers aren't, aren't warranted. Um, yeah, <laughs> she says, I knew they were going to pull some shit. Of course they got to. Um, but uh, he goes off to Las Vegas, I guess, to try to do this and uh, to be, you know, do some more stuff. Uh, I actually kind of want to get into the books. I want to see what the books are like and see if they're better or worse or, you know, what happens after. Because I liked the, the whole thing. I thought it was really neat. Uh, I know a couple people have said the books are pretty good. So um, I'll probably do it. Um, a rating system? Um, I don't I would say it would probably be maybe a one. But... It's not bad because it just gets a little slow in a few parts, but it's not like horrible slow. You're if you've already seen it, you're like, okay, I already know what's going on. Um, so it's just there. Um, so you're just kind of in with it. Um, but I mean, William Defoe is really good in it. He's a great character in this one. He's pretty funny in it. Um, there's not going to be any other shows because uh, the main character is played. What was his name? Uh, Anton Yelchin, and of course he's oh. passed away. Um, so uh, unless they reboot it or redo it or, you know, add something else, but I mean, I think what was this done? Um, uh, looking it up, it was done in 2013. So, but I mean, it was really good. I enjoyed it. It's just a good fun flick. So I'd give it like a one if anything. So. And for the people that are new, I know we got some new people in here that are listening. We do, our rating system is a little bit different. We go to zero to five. The more space herpes, the worse it is. Yes. On a rating from Casablanca to Cats, where does it rate? <laughs> so. All right, John, give us your rant. Because I know you, you've been, you even talked about in the pre-ramble and the pre-pre-ramble. You mentioned this. <laughs> yeah. So I... Uh... I wanted to watch a movie because I haven't watched anything all week. I've been slacking. Uh, so I'm poking through Netflix. I'm like, oh, I'll watch that new, uh, you know, Chris Hemsworth one extraction. The right one, I'm like, oh, no, they have Angel Has Fallen for free. I can watch the the, the final one in this uh, series because, uh, you know, Olympus Has Fallen, London Has Fallen. This is uh, the next one. Boy, mm-hmm. I done fucked up, I did. Because <laughs> that is not a good movie. No. Uh in addition to being uh, like the worst of the trilogy, and it ain't even close, it's just terrible. Like, it is dark and choppy action scenes for a lot of them. It is, wow, the Secret Service are fucking incompetent. <laughs> like, the first two, you're like, okay, they seem a little not as competent as the bad guys, but it wasn't like. Those guys are fucking incompetent. You're going to tell me the Secret Service has no way to deal with drones. You're going to tell me that? Because I don't buy it. So as soon as you lose the slightest bit of suspension of disbelief in this movie, you're just picking it apart, and you realize, just it's just not good. Like the first one, you're like, okay, this is a little odd, but okay, I, I can go with it. It follows their own internal sort of rules. The second one gets a little out there at points, but it still kind of follows its own rules, but this one's just like fuck it, let's go! And we're like nah, dog, I'm staying here, you go. <laughs> um, is it bad when the best parts of the movie are the, the villain, Mar- Morgan Freeman, and Nick Nolte? 
because Morgan Freeman plays the president. He, he's, he's Speaker of the House, now he's president, and he's being protected, of course, by Gerard Butler, who plays the main character, Mike Ben, who is the badass Secret Service guy, who apparently now is, you know, suffering from, uh, you know, related stuff and on painkillers, and he's getting too old for this shit. Um, and you can see that, and that's a fine thing to follow in a movie, but it really doesn't amount to anything other than let's have something interesting about his character that's not really interesting. Uh, Nick Nolte plays his father that he has to go visit after he's, uh, you know, framed for trying to kill the president, which is, neither here nor doesn't make, barely make sense in the context of the movie. But okay. Uh, and he's, Nick Nolte's fucking hilarious in it. He's putting his all into it. He's enjoyable for what he is. He is most of the good parts. He and Morgan Freeman are most of the good parts. And then uh, Denny uh, Houston plays the bad guy, and he's just a solid bad guy. You know, he's a friend turned bad guy, and you just sort of enjoy it when he's there. He's he just does a good job on it, and he's a highlight of the movie. That's kind of sad, actually. Um, overall, like I said, choppy, dark action, stop the cuts. It's none of it. There's some scenes that are pretty solid, but there's nothing great. Um, the subject matter isn't exactly brand spanking new or anything. It's pretty cliche at points. It's just not very good. <laughs> I'd just fucking, fucking skipping it. If you have seen the first two, just skip it. Go watch the first or second one over again. As a matter of fact, if you want an alternate movie to watch, go watch Shooter. Shooter is a similar movie and just fucking better. It's more enjoyable. It's not as dark needlessly. It's just a better movie. Oh, and uh, Legionnaires uh, joked I was watching Robot Jocks is bad. Like, uh, Robot Jocks is probably a better movie than this. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to give it three and a half space herpes. It's not quite into four. It's not like a f it, it offended me, but I was in a mood anyways. I was in a weird mood all day. And when you start watching a movie and it's immediately disappointing, you get in more of a mood. So, I mean, fuck this movie. I'm glad they're not making any more of it. Uh, they probably shouldn't have made this. I, Jesus. Let's just find... Every time we have something great that sets action movies ahead, like, oh, this is great action movies. Then you have this shit that reminds everyone why people don't watch action movies because of this shit. Gonzo, go ahead and finish this out before I... Before you beat oh, someone shit, up. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched uh, it's a series on HBO, uh, and this is new, so I'm not going to spoil it, but just give you an idea of what it is. It's called We're Here. We're Here is a series on HBO about three drag queens that go around the United States to smaller towns to help champion for uh, other LGBTQ people and where they don't feel like they're welcome. And they go to some places that are like, like they go to Branson, Missouri, uh, a lot of Southern places and such. And they put on a drag show. Now they go and they find, and I'm sure, you know, everything's all set up way beforehand. Um, they go and they find somebody, they have somebody there that is um, uh, having difficulties or family that's having difficulties or a person that's, you know, having difficulties and... Uh, or they find, you know, people that are, you know, uh, helping them out and want to just, you know, be part of the community and they take people and put them in drag and it's 
the the people that are in there, there are three drag queens that are on RuPaul's uh, show whenever it was up, and uh, they formed this and they go out through there. There's only six episodes, um, and it's a really good show. Uh, they deal with a lot of stuff, talk to a lot of people. There's a lot of good pull of the heartstrings, you know, talking to people. Because uh, at one point they talked to a family and their sister committed suicide because she was gay. Um, and so they, they, you know, they talk about a lot of things. They go to different communities and they, some people are like, yeah, I'll go to your show. And, you know, they're like, no, y'all are crazy. Um, <laughs> um, but the drag shows they put on, I mean, it's amazingly good. It's a great entertainment. It's a good pull at your heartstrings type story. Um, it is very, very good. Uh, I think I cried every single episode at least once or twice in parts where it came up because it was just, it, 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 you could tell that they were doing it and it wasn't just for the show. You could tell that they were doing it to make a point and you felt bad for a lot of the people. Um, you felt bad, but the, the shows that they put on were really, really good. Uh, it was really entertaining, especially watching some of the, um, straight guys dress up in drag and try to dance in, you know, four inch heels and stomp around and, you know, do fun stuff like that. It was just really, really good. Uh, I highly recommend it. If it's, if it's not your thing, don't worry about it. Um, I'm not going to, it's not trying to push anybody in it, but it is a very good, uh, documentary. Um, I, I feel that the series was cut kind of short because of COVID because they actually went to a town near my original hometown um, and they filmed this right around, um, December and January type, type frame. So it was filmed really at the beginning of this year sometime, um, end of last year, beginning of this year. And I felt that the series may have got cut short because of it. Um, the last season, the last episode is this week. Um, so... I hope they do another one because it was really neat because they don't go to like, oh, let's go to Las Vegas. No, you go to, you know, they went to places where people could, you know, that needed help or, you know, other things like that. But it there was some really funny shit and there were some really good drag shows. So, I mean, I highly recommend it. I like it. It gets zero space therapies for me. Um, I hope they do another season. Uh, I hope they're able to do another season because they drive, they drove everywhere to get to these small towns. Um, and like I said, two of the small towns are actually near where I grew up. Um, one of them is Branson, Missouri, which is right near me. And then one of them was in Louisiana, which was like 20 miles from my house. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I knew exactly what was going on. I really liked it. Had a great time. Um, it really pulls in the heartstring type thing. So, um, the last one, and I watched it today. Um, I do have quite a few things on my queue right now to watch. I will be watching The Joker and giving a review on that. I know that we're a lot of us are like, we don't give a crap, but I'm going to definitely do it because I've got it on there and i got to see it. And a couple of other ones. Um, I watched Stubber. Stubber is um, an episode. It's, it's kind of like a buddy cop movie, the best way to put it. Uh, it's about a show where a police officer has LASIK surgery and can't see very well and whenever he finds out that something is happening he hires an uber to drive him around to all his like places he needs to go um it is done by everybody i don't know how to say his last name but it's dave it's the guy that plays um uh 
what's his face in Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh my god, I'm like totally stuck now. Dave Bautista? Yeah, he plays Drax. Yes. Yeah, I couldn't. I don't know. I didn't know how to say his last name without butchering it. Yes. But um, he plays the cop, and uh, then there's uh, a guy that drives an Uber around. And of course, the guy that drives Uber around is like a, a wimp and can't stand up for himself. And Dave goes around, drives with him, and tries to turn him into a man. And I put quotes around that. Um, just came out, so I'm not going to spoil it. It's okay. It's not great. It's not a great movie. It's not even a good movie. It gets my 3.5. It gets my, my 2.5 rating. It's just a meh. Um, there's a couple of scenes that are funny. Uh, there's too much shaky cam in a lot of the fights. And I'm just like, uh, just you, you're like, what's happening? You can't see it, and you can't control, and you can't go where it is, and you, it's just hard, too hard to follow on some things. Um, everything is seen from a mile away. You know exactly where the plot's going, what's happening. Um, there's no surprises whatsoever. Um, I mean, I'm surprised that uh, that Karen Gillian and Mira Ravino are in this movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just a man movie. There's not much going on. Um, there's, you, you see where everything's going to go eventually. Um, everything, special effects, there's nothing, anything wrong with that. It's just kind of a, a one note movie. Buddy cop where the buddy is not a cop, but an Uber driver. Um, and so it's just kind of, just kind of there. There's just nothing made it stand out. Nothing made it worthwhile watching. If you know what I mean? It just kind of sat there. It, it, it sounds like the average movie. Fair enough. The average action movie. Yeah. It, 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 I think one of the problems that was when I was watching it was I couldn't help, but every time I heard him, I was waiting for him to say something with the Drax character in mind. And I was just like, it was, it was hard to get that character and Drax separate because I'm used to that. And his voice comes with that, and it was just—it was just kind of a—I don't want to say a put off, but that's the best way to put it. It might be one that's better for people who don't who aren't having that sort of disconnect. But I find there's a lot of movies that are probably better than I rate them for, if you're in the right mood for them. But then again, I guess if you have to be in the right mood, are they really better? Yeah, it was just—I um, don't know. I was kind of—I was just—it was just okay. Wasn't bad, but wasn't good either. That's what I'm saying. Gets gets the two point five space herpes. Um, so, um, I know that there is. Uh, we got a little bit of time. I want to talk about some shows that I'm gonna. I need to catch up on. Um, I recently picked up Stars, and I've been uh, trying to catch up on um, uh, American Gods. I'm only about a few episodes in, uh, and it's still good. Um, still liking it. Still, still a good series. I I wish they would have brought back some old characters. Uh, that were in the first season. I don't know why they weren't in this one. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I did talk to somebody today and reminded me that I needed to catch up on Outlander. Um, I don't know. I, hopefully everybody knows what Outlander is. Um, but it's a really good uh, show is that, that I really like. Movie about aliens versus Vikings or, or, or no. something? <laughs> in- <laughs> no. <laughs> aliens versus Vikings, though. That like, sounds like fun. There, there's a new miniature game coming out. Wait, it's the Sean Connery movie in space, right? <laughs> uh, 
Um, but I, I it, someone brought it up and it came into my mind. I'm like, oh, I need to catch up on the last two seasons of that. And so they, I, that's on uh, stars. Are you going to be start looking it up? You're going to look up. <laughs> I really don't know what it is. You don't? Outlander <laughs> is a TV show uh, where a woman actually gets transported back in time. Wait, hold on, Gonzo. A TV show that's on a channel I don't have and have no idea if ever going to get, and I don't know what it is, and you're surprised? Well, I mean, it's actually really? it's actually gotten some really good ratings, and it's got it's got a pretty good following. Um, and I still would know why. Because you know everything. I have a bunch of friends who are fans of that series. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched the last two seasons. I was like, oh, I need to put that on my queue to watch um, and get that out of the way. Um, what else? I think that was, I got, like I said, I have the Joker to watch. I don't know what else I have. Oh, uh, they announced they're going to put out the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Oh, that was, a, yeah, that was only on HBO Max. Luckily, yeah. it appears that I'm going to have a way to get a login to HBO Max to watch that, so... Hooray me! <laughs> well, what's sad about the whole thing is everybody says the Snyder cut is like, oh my god, amazingly awesome. And I'm no, like... No, no one says that. Who assume it's going to be that. No one's actually seen it. And I have a feeling, knowing Zack Snyder, it's not better. <laughs> but I'm going to watch it anyways because I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah, Jim Caviezel. Yeah. Vikings versus Aliens. Outlander. <laughs> 2008. It's a movie. Yeah, we, we, we saw, I actually saw that one a lot while ago. Um, and I gave that zero. I think I gave that uh, like four space herpes. Because it was that oh, bad. Oh, oh. But Jim Caviezel. <laughs> uh, but the TV show is actually really good. Um, okay. I know. But yeah, so Spider Cut will be coming. I'll watch it. I'll let you guys know what I think. I... I actually like Justice League. I think it's fine. I'm not expecting that to be better because I think uh, Zack Snyder is a very flawed director. Um, that's just sort of my opinion. I mean, not just my opinion. He makes good, like, clip like clip movies. Like, you want to watch that clip, but you don't want to watch his whole movie again. You're like, I don't really need to watch this whole thing again. I think Justice League is probably his most rewatchable movie because even 300 is a bit rough to go through again now nah, maybe Watchmen. Yeah. it's a little long Watchmen is long it's pretty much. good i mean it, it was way better than i ever expected it to be <coughs> there you go sorry that um, was my tangent on suddenly you know now people are hoping for all the things they've been asking for i mean they got clone war season seven they got the snyder cut of justice league now we can get Solo 2, right? Uh, there's right. rumor of that coming out. No, there's no rumors yet. The, the Twitter is active and asking for it, but that doesn't mean there's rumors are coming out. But I am hopeful with the people who are currently uh, making the Star Wars stuff, they're going to put some good stuff out. Well, there was we'll a bit of um, Mandalorian news this week, by the way. I don't know if anybody saw that. Uh, that Timothy Oliphant is... Uh, uh, what, John? Yeah. yeah, sure. I mean, doesn't I mean anything we do until I see it. I mean, that's like way past what we're looking at right now. So, I mean, that and was... He's filming nothing right now, so yeah. it's all pie in the sky. 
that's pretty much about it for me. I don't know. Do you have anything else you need to rant on, John? Because we may just end this four minutes early. Thanks. Kathy, you got anything oh. else? Guys, don't forget, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Kathy will be streaming live painting miniatures. Um, you come in there and talk to her, hang out. She loves when people come in and bug her and distracts her from her painting, especially when you tell <laughs> wonderful jokes. Um, that is always the greatest thing. And she's an amazing painter to watch. Don't miss her. Um, also, um, I'm crossing my fingers that our Midgard campaign is back on this week. Uh, and I have a special project that I'll be working on tomorrow. And to see if I can get that working. Uh, and uh, we'll be streaming some stuff from that. But that'll just be um, something i got to figure out and see if it'll work. So, Other than that, um, we're going to go ahead and cut it early tonight. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm Kathy. Good night, people. Take care of yourself. No, no good night. No good night. You're gonna watch a good movie. You're, you're gonna continue to watch shitty movies.